Well, big news this week, Fishos, with the final map release showing sacred sites and access restrictions to Cox Peninsula and Bino Harbour under the Kenby land claim. ABC Tales from the Tinny on Facebook is the place to have a look at the map, pay attention to the, the colour coding and the key and what it tells you about where you can fish, where you can't fish, where you can and can't anchor, and where you can and can't access just for uh, camping or, or recreational use. Traditional owners are pretty happy, as NLC Chair Joe Morrison told Adam Steer earlier this morning. I think they are happy because it, uh, it means that uh, places of uh, enormous spiritual significance are now being protected in a way that uh, gives them comfort that uh, at least there's uh, a level of protection that's enshrined in law. And uh, we hope uh, that you know the community uh, at large in Darwin who go fishing over uh, in Cox Peninsula will respect their wishes and uh, respect the law. The final listing, of course, might surprise some, but I think at the end of the day, it provides clarity because uh, there are plenty of other places for people to go fishing right around the Northern Territory coastline as well as Cox Peninsula. Whilst this beach is, is closed off, it's obviously for good reason in terms of the cultural significance of it, uh, but we would like to work with AFANT and traditional owners uh, elsewhere to, to find alternative places for them to fish. Joe Morrison from the NLC. But not so AFANT, gobsmacked by the sheer scale of access restrictions. I caught up with the CEO just a few moments ago. David Tarovolo, welcome to the Tinny. Thank you. Can we just start by looking at area by area? One Fella Creek, Two Fella Creek, No Name Creek on the north of Cox Peninsula near Wagite. Uh, according to the information just released this week, they are now no access areas um, and are declared sacred site areas. Parts of Tupper Bay, parts of Point Margaret, uh, Pioneer Beach, Quail Island, side of Dum and Mirry. Those areas are now off limits for people recreationally fishing and accessing recreationally prohibited. Uh, Indian Island. This is one that we were really looking forward to having camping access and, and fishing continue on. And now we've got these large no access areas and those areas correspond with the areas of beaches. So essentially what we're left with is mangroves and mud and uh, effectively no camping. Those purple areas though correspond to mangrove and mud in the most part. Yes, that's right. So um, this was a, a, a something of a really important part of the negotiation for recreational access. And now those most important areas for recreational access, the areas where you can, by nature of it, actually get to, because it's white sandy beach, is off limits, including a three-kilometre stretch on the northern beach. Was that your understanding of what was to take place under this deal when negotiations started a couple of years ago? No, that wasn't what we were expecting. And certainly from the maps that were released back in 2016, we saw a dot in the middle where the sacred site was and a 100-metre exclusion zone. So basically we still had some two and a half kilometres of beach that were accessible. Uh, and now we've got three kilometres of beach off limits for recreational users. Knife Island and Crocodile Island down near Crabclaw? And those areas are, are marked as areas where people cannot enter and cannot go fishing. Ida Bay, just south of Tarpa Bay. Yeah, Ida Bay is one that has been identified for some time now, but certainly people can't go into there anymore, off limits. Roche Reef, Middle Reef, Sims Reef, Turtle Island and Inshore Charles Point. There are turquoise colour on the map. Can uh, still fish, but they're not able to anchor. And obviously, if you don't have spot lock, uh, which many fishers won't, that's going to be very difficult for people to fish in those areas. They need to be aware that now um, they're not able to anchor in those areas. I also want to add that in Middle Reef, there's also now a, a no-go area. So part of Middle Reef, you can fish as long as you're not anchoring. The centre of it is prohibited. And this is gazetted now. This is, this is law. 
anchoring anywhere on Roche Reef, Middle Reef, Sims Reef, Turtle Island or inshore Charles Point, you're subject to penalties. That's right. So those areas' restrictions relate to sacred sites, uh, regulations and legislation, and essentially someone could be prosecuted under that. This is Indigenous-owned land. Isn't it their right to decide whatever they want in terms of access? There has been a negotiation between the Territory Government uh, and also the traditional owners about providing access to this area. So there's been significant compensation for recreational access into a, a number of areas. When the Government agreed to that compensation, were they aware of how much of these areas or which areas would be prohibited or locked out? I can't speak for the government, but what I can say is we've all seen the maps that had the sacred sites marked on there with 100 metre exclusion zones around them. And I think that was the common understanding of uh, what those no-go areas would be. And now what we see is that in many cases, those areas have been significantly expanded and have fundamentally changed the access on offer in those areas. And in my view, in some places, completely changed the deal that has been agreed to. Certainly looks like parts of this deal have been done back to front. I mean, it seems um, somewhat illogical to to pay compensation for access to an area that is uh, off limits, especially in the case where it's resulted in a fundamental change in use. If you've got um, an area marked as purple on the map, it's a camping area, and you can't access any of the camping areas, what's the compensation be paid for in respect to that area? What's your understanding of how that freehold land was negotiated and whether the granting of it was related to permit-free access elsewhere. My understanding is that the granting of the freehold land uh, is uh, the compensation for, or was the compensation for, permit-free access to Bino Harbour and many parts of the islands of Bino Harbour. The NLC are negotiating on behalf of traditional owners and don't really have to consult anyone if they choose not to, but to what extent, if at all, were you brought into the, the fold? Look, sadly, I have to say in terms of the consultation that I had on this is uh, one day before this became the law, I was shown a small map on a piece of paper and I wasn't allowed to remove it from the room. I wasn't allowed to show anybody or talk to anybody about it. Uh, And effectively, it was too late to seek recourse or an explanation of of why some of these areas have become so much bigger and to seek any kind of review from the government on it. It's um, not what we would expect at all. I think everybody understood that there was a process to go through with respect to sacred sites. I don't think that people expected that in the case of, for example, one of the most important places, Indian Island camping, it was going to fundamentally result in that negotiated access being redundant. What confidence does it give you in negotiating access on behalf of fishos to the raft of other claims that are currently being reviewed? Uh, What we have here is a patchwork of access. It's very complex, and so without having that map out there when you're fishing and knowing where you are on that map, I don't know how people will negotiate this. And if that's something that's going to be transposed to lots of other areas, then we are very worried about the future. What are the other prime areas where these uh, claims are being reviewed that you're currently putting in submissions over? Well, there's currently 12 areas that are being reviewed in bed, in terms of bed and bank land claims. Some of those include the Lower Daly River, MacArthur River, uh, parts of the coastline around the MacArthur River as well. And we've um, been doing a lot of consultation and providing evidence to the Aboriginal Land Commissioner on that. We've had uh, in excess of, uh, of 1,200 responses so far to that. There are also 
new claims that are being considered at the moment, which include the Mary River, uh, Shady Camp, the Wildman, uh, Wildman River. We would have hoped that uh, at the end of the day, there's an opportunity for the negotiation for recreational permit-free access in some of these areas and hopefully a lot of those areas. Um, but if it ends up being a patchwork like this, that's so hard to... Um, to know what we're, is being agreed to in the first place, but we really have grave concerns for the process. David Chirovolo, thanks. Thank you.